Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. Um, I mentioned just in passing the story about a young lady from Westlake High School in Atlanta, Georgia, who uh, got accepted to more than 50 schools, 49 scholarships, $1.3 million. And then her mom comes on Twitter and that, that's my baby. I heard you talked about my baby. So I reached out to her like I do on Twitter where I reach out to everybody just about. And I was like, please come on and let's talk. So she has come and brought reinforcement uh, as well. Let me welcome to the show. Uh, let me tell the mother first because she's the first. Jennifer Thompson, welcome to the Karen Hunter Show. Thank you for coming in. And Mackenzie Thompson, welcome to the Karen Hunter Show. Thank you. Yes. All right. Um, let me start with mom. Yes. Now, uh, you probably, you, your daughter has to be a little smart and let me just go through a little, some things, um, about her. Uh, she, of course, uh, she's a member of the national honor society, the honor society of dance and arts at Westlake high school. She's also co-captain of the blue rain dance team, the vice president of the beta club, which is a community service organization. She is a varsity baseball manager and she's also the class president of her senior class. Uh, yes. and I know that's all your genes, right? That's all your genes. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> okay. Where were you during the process of, so how many schools did she actually apply to? She applied to 51 schools. Okay. So what, mm-hmm. what was your, what was your thought when you did this Mackenzie? Well, I never knew that I was going to apply to 51 schools, but once I realized that there are college fairs out there and then the schools would email you with fee waivers to apply for free and just asking, do you have a fee waiver to apply? That's when they started adding up and all the acceptances came in. I was like, oh, these are a lot of schools. So it got a little overwhelming at times to keep up with everything, but it all worked out. So what was the system, Jennifer, when, when um, as this was going on, what was the system? Well, we actually started this journey the first day that she became a junior in high school. So we actually sat down and talked about her major, what she wanted to do. Let's take a look at schools that specialize in veterinary medicine. Let's get our test scores out there. Let's see what we have to do. And it just went from there. We, we collaborated on a weekly basis every Sunday Her and I got together every Sunday, literally for two years, and we talked about college and we just had mom and daughter time to just talk through things. But ultimately, I knew the decision was hers. So I'm always to be here as her support system. But ultimately, I knew that whatever decision a college she made, it was up to her. Now, you talked about there's a system. And we often say or hear Dr. Carr say, you know, individuals don't beat systems. There is a process to getting into college. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's a combination of grades, GPA, test scores, which, you know, they're saying that they're going to not look at those as much now because of the cultural irrelevance of them and Mm -hmm. activities. When did you Mm -hmm. know the formula for that? And what, you know, was there pressure for her to keep her grades or was there pressure on you, Mackenzie, you can answer this to keep your grades at a certain level to, you know, study for your SATs in a certain way. Was there a lot of pressure? Okay, so I'll go first. So (laughs) um, college is a lot of politics. And it's just, you just know, you have to learn how to play the game, I will say, even though it's not a game, but you have to learn how to play it. 
So with me, my test scores weren't really competitive. I really didn't take the time to study for them as I should have. Or, you know, I wasn't the person who was going to take the test over and over again. So I took the SAT twice and the ACT twice. And I ended up getting 1160 and a 24, which are still good scores, but, you know, not really competitive. So it was like, okay. So, but I realized that my GPA, which was a 4.0, was what's going to help and save me as well as being involved in everything at school. So I know those really helped me out to get all the scholarships that I got and things of that sort. So for people who have like really high test scores, you know, it might not be relevant for them to be involved in school. You know, you're going to get like a 1400 on a on the SAT because at that point your school, you know, it's paid for. So me, the pressure wasn't really there because I like to be involved. So I didn't have a problem being involved and keeping up my grades. I took pride in what I did. So keeping a 4.0 GPA wasn't a lot of pressure because I took pride in it. And really, uh, Karen, if you look at when I look at it and think back, we started noticing back in third grade when she had high test scores. So when she tested in, uh, in our city, they told me that she was the only student that scored over 95% in the state test scores in every category. Then we had different, back then it was the University of Denver that she went to in third grade to go visit their leadership program. Once I started seeing her net for different things like leadership and being involved, I started cultivating that. So that's when I started working with her in like student government. She was in fifth grade, was the, uh, the uh, fifth grade treasurer and third grade treasurer that the entire school voted for with the highest percentage. So once I started realizing what she liked to do, I just started working to cultivate it. And then got her involved in different activities that would help cultivate her craft. We realized that she liked animals at a very young age, and we continued to work with that and cultivate that craft and passion for her. We're going to talk about that. Jennifer Thompson is here with her daughter, Mackenzie Thompson, who uh, has 49 scholarships paying $1.3 million. She also received a proclamation from the city of South Fulton. Fulton, January is Mackenzie Thompson month there. And this past Saturday, she received the National Coalition of 100 Black Women Metropolitan Atlanta Chapter uh, Unsung Heroine Award. Uh, she has made her decision of which school she's going to. She has picked HBCU Tuskegee, which, of course, uh, is uh, where 70 percent of all black veterinarians. I didn't know this nationwide have come through Tuskegee. Seventy percent of black veterinarians nationwide have come through Tuskegee. Is that why you selected the school? Because you want to be a veterinarian. Yes, I selected this school because I want to be a veterinarian. You know, that statistic really stuck out to me. And also when I had a chance to spend a week on campus, like staying in the dorms, going to the cab, going to lectures and different interactive activities, um, I really felt like they cared a lot about me just from being there for a week. I still keep in contact with my mentor, who's a graduating senior this year. And, you know, we still talk. Saw her not too long ago when I was on campus. So it was a really good experience you know they're going to embrace me help me become that woman that i need to be you know so i'm really <laughs> she got that language down uh jennifer she talked about it being politics <laughs> you know that code switching and that way in which you say all of the right little things was there a book uh that you read miss mckenzie or some place where you learned how to do that talky talk because that's some talky talk you just laid on me just now 
No, I, it comes natural. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. All right. Uh, let's get into the to, to the nuts and bolts. Uh, because some people were like, "Oh, she she um taking putting out all of those applications. She's ruining the opportunities for other people." And I'm like, "Uh, no, because all of the schools that you told no now have spots. So if people are on the waiting list, they can get into those schools. She didn't take your spot just because she applied and got accepted. Is that correct? Am I am I reading that properly? You are correct. That is okay. very well correct. Mm-hmm. Now the scholarship money, though. The scholarship mm-hmm. money, though, $1.3 million. How does that work? Well, actually, what happens is when she applied and they based everything on her qualifications and when her application came in, those schools that offer scholarships, they give you a time period to determine whether or not you want to come to that school and accept that scholarship money. Most schools' decision days are by May the 1st. So what's going to happen is those schools that we've declined, they just take that money and put it back in the pot and provide it for another well-deserving student okay. that will receive those funds. All so right. that's, we didn't want to hold, you know, hold off and wait to the last minute. So those opportunities would not be wasted for other students. Okay. So you don't get to keep that money. Unfortunately, no. Okay. All right. That myth has been busted. They, she is not keeping $1.3 million. <laughs> But Although some of the outside scholarships, the right. local scholarships, scholarships will go to me or straight to me, right? Okay. Uh, I, have a, I have a sister-in-law who got a whole lot of scholarships, enough to be able to send money home for her mom to pay mortgage and things like that. Um, that usually comes with high GPAs and these types of scholarships. Is that is that the case with you as well, Mackenzie? So once um once my scholarships go to Tuskegee and if there's any refunds, so that's when they'll send you a refund check and then that's when it goes straight to your pocket. So that's why people are like, always apply to every scholarship because even if your school is paid for, they still send it to the school. The school has to give it back to you. Right. Like, ah. So that ends mm-hmm. up going back into your pocket right. and then it becomes your money. Right. Educate us, Jennifer. Where does one go to find all of these ancillary scholarships not tied to the actual school is there a book is there a website like how did you find all of these scholarship places there are so many websites out there that uh you can go to to find scholarships one thing that i did uh, i worked with an organization called dream big they're a local husband and wife team who the husband actually and wife listens to your radio show. So they were the ones that reached out to me to let me know you were talking about McKenzie. All right, right give but, them a shout out. Tell them, give, okay. that's just Dream Big. Michael what are their names? Michael and Dorita White from Dream Big. Uh, they were very instrumental with uh, helping a little, helping great deal in the process with some tools and techniques. And I can honestly say for any parent that is listening, Always reach out to local entities. You'd be surprised what these scholarships give our students. They give scholarships for just about anything and everything that you can think of. So what Kenzie and I did was, um, as we went through a few seminars with Dream Big, we just started looking at different websites. Look at some of the major companies, uh, UNCF, Coca-Cola, Chick-fil-A. You know, I'm just naming some of the few that are out there that actually provides a lot of scholarships and believe it or not, the universities that you're interested in, those particular universities have links where you can look at other scholarships for those particular uh, companies. I mean, for those particular schools. So it's a vast majority. I think uh, overall, we probably applied for 
maybe about 20 to 30 scholarships outside of waiting for money to come in from Tuskegee. Some we have not heard from, and that's why you keep that funnel going because if you don't get picked, you always got something to fall back on. We, our local uh, beauty master who does, uh, I'm gonna say the uh, beauty supply place had a local scholarship. She got a thousand dollars from them. Those little things add up, believe it or not. And that's what was key for us. Let's not always focus on the ones that are 5,000 or 20,000. Let's focus on some of these little ones that will actually add up. Your local church, there's a lot of them out there. Now, are they covering your books, uh, travel? You're going to buy a car? Like, what, what's your plan? What's your plan? So, so Tuskegee has paid for my tuition and my books. So the only thing I'm responsible for paying for is my room and board and my extra fees. So once my scholarships go to that, which they probably will all cover that, then they come back to me. Okay. So yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's so, where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Jennifer and Mackenzie Thompson are here. Uh, Mackenzie uh, has over $1.3 million in scholarships offered to her from 49 different schools that accepted her. She has picked Tuskegee. She wants to be a veterinarian. Why? Why? I know Smokey is in the building. I know you have you have one dog, but what what is it about the that particular discipline that uh, attracted you? So I'm actually an only child, both of my parents. So I grew up with no siblings, very boring. <laughs> so instead of giving me siblings, they gave me different animals to grow up around. So we started off with our one dog, Pugsy. Um, he was a little pug. I was real young, but I always bothered him. Like we have pictures of me like climbing in a cage with him and just always pulling on him and feeding him Cheerios and things <laughs> of that sort. So then once he passed away when I was about three, we got our other dog, Simba, who we just put down not too long ago. And me and Simba did everything together. So I was like, okay. So then once Simba got a little older, then we got Smokey. <laughs> and no, I, I skipped one. We actually got a guinea pig in between, and his name was Mikey. And I begged him for that guinea pig. I love that guinea pig. He's just the coolest little thing. Then we had a snapping turtle come in our yard, and so we took him in, and I actually ended up taking him to school. And then what else did we have? Fish oh, the fish, fish, of course. We had all the types of fish, and then we got another dog after Smokey, and she's crazy. Her name is Onyx. <laughs> and so once we just got all those, I of course I wanted more. Like you know, I was in that phase where I wanted this. I wanted a corn snake for the longest. They wouldn't go for the corn yeah, snake. I don't blame them. And then there was a point in time where I was like, okay, I, want, I really want a bird. And they were like, no, the bird gets out, it's not coming back in. So it was just a lot. But they did give me dogs and the guinea pig and the turtle and the fish. But that really spread my love to all animals. Like it just made me want to explore all animals. So once I went to like different college programs, it actually had a chance to like, you know, stick my hand up a cow and like work with the inside of a horse's mouth and hold a snake and porcupines and everything of that sort. I really fell in love with that profession. Well, we know that you're going to absolutely do this now. Um, the process uh, of of the the letters and all of the things and all the interviews. Talk to me, Mackenzie, about your uh, college letter because I understand that that college letter is really important. Um, that what what was the topic of the letter that that got you all of these scholarships? 
So it really does depend on the scholarship, I would say. So I know for Tuskegee, I think it was like, why do you want to major in what you did? And honestly, in all your essays and things that sort, you have to be real. So if you tell them why you really want to do something, like don't say, oh, because, you know, it's a good one. Our world needs more of them and they make good money. Like me, I, I, I'm an only child. I'm bored. So, you know, I grew up with siblings. So I grew up with animals. So I just love animals. And that's really what I want to go into. And I remember for one of my applications for like UGA, their essay was tell us about they were asking the same question, like, we know the college process has been hard. Tell us about a moment during, you know, your junior to senior year, a moment that really, like, made you laugh or, like, give us an embarrassing moment. Mm-hmm. Some people had a hard time. They know it's hard to tell somebody you don't know about an embarrassing moment. Well, I told them about the time I got hit with a baseball and ended up with a concussion. And they accepted me in almost less than a month. <laughs> it's like, you just have to be really real with your essays, you have to be yourself, you have to be very authentic. I told them, I got a concussion, I couldn't walk in a straight line. Really, I still can't walk in a straight line. And I was in the hospital and now we laugh about it. So it's just, you have to be authentic to yourself. Mm. Now, let me ask you, uh, cause I'm, I'm, I feel like higher education isn't what it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, but it is, and I tell my students this, uh, at Hunter, get the degree, just get in, get the degree, especially if you're not majoring in anything that requires science or math, anything that's not, you know, in the sciences, cause you need to know that just right. get in and get out for you, Jennifer, what is, what, what does it mean for McKenzie to, you know, graduate, to become a veterinarian? Um, what does it mean for you as her mom? Well, you know, for me, you know, I always grew up with parents that always believed in, you know, we're going to support whatever you want to do. And, you know, as we, as she grew up, she was never that kid that was, I, I want to be a doctor or a fireman or this or that. She always stuck with it. So the fact that she stuck with it, I'm like, okay, whatever it takes to invest in this with you, to make sure that you are where you need to be so we can make this happen for you. The one thing about Kenzie and I is we believe in putting a plan together. So whatever we do, it, it, it's a plan. So now our new plan is, okay, You go the day that you walk into Tuskegee in your first day of class, we're on a seven to nine year plan that you're going to graduate. She wants to open her own practice in Atlanta. So I told her that's going to be the new plan. That's the new vision. We work with a vision board. We're spiritual. We pray. We have a village here. So therefore, as long as I told, as long as I know this is what you want to do and we're going to stick with it, I will support you 210 percent. So it's important for her to know that she has my support to know that we're going to help her get to that next level that wherever she wants to be. I absolutely love that. And I feel like you have the blueprint. You got it down. Mm -hmm. All right. We're going to follow you, Miss McKenzie. Thompson we're gonna we're gonna stay in touch with you and uh you have more than just your mentors and the folk at Tuskegee you have a whole extended village outside of Atlanta that are at your beck and call and I'm extremely proud of you congratulations on all of the things and uh stay in touch mom we're gonna stay in touch absolutely absolutely I love it I love it Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to The Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.